0: Welcome to another episode of Lineage Speaks, the podcast. I'm your host, Martelana Dantropel, and this season, we're featuring authors from the book Divinity Speaks, women who tune in and trust divine inspiration. This episode, we have Lindsay Moses Smith. Lindsay Moses Smith is an intuitive author, artist, and Law of Attraction coach. She began working with energy and angels in 2009 and has studied law of attraction in depth since 2011. Her world opened up when she experienced a series of metaphysical experiences that her religious upbringing could not explain. Lindsay helps spiritual seekers who are ready to see their challenges in a new way to shift their perspectives. She is passionate about personal development emotional intelligence, channeling, and human design. Lindsay also loves teaching mindfulness and peace education to children aged preschool to preteens. A former teacher at a triple accredited school in the San Francisco Bay Area, she blends her Montessori training with spiritual concepts to help children and parents tune in to their own intuition for joy and guidance.
1: give up the leash. A Change of Plans When I first planned to write this chapter, I thought I would share about being married to a psychic and widowed at age 32, or how, as a young girl, I used seagulls as divination tools as they flew above the school playground. I thought an upbeat instructional narrative on how to tune in to the divine messages we all have access to would be perfect. And I was so excited to bring those messages to the world. But then I got a dog. After being an indoor cat owner for the last 16 years, it's still a shock to my system to say that. My husband and I had planned to get a dog, but not for another six months or so after the backyard was finished. After this book launched and I had poured more time into my business, After my elderly cats had stabilized with their health issues and we had given the one on hospice all the time and love he needed. When my husband, the dog lover, was ready and found the puppy he wanted, then we would get a dog. That was a plan. As the saying goes, the best way to make God laugh is to make a plan. We were three hours away from home for the annual Easter family gathering. It was a large reunion-type weekend with many cousins, aunts, and uncles. The second day there, my husband and I joined some cousins on a short road trip to the nearby river for a brief hike. Afterward, we piled back into my cousin's Ford Ranger to head back. Soon, I spotted something odd on the other side of the road. An SUV was parked on the shoulder, a woman in the driver's seat on her phone, a large black-and-brown dog stood outside the car, his paws on her window. The dog seemed frantic, and the woman looked stressed. The situation didn't seem right. I spoke up, calling out the odd scene to my family in the truck. We pulled over and offered to help the lady. I saw him on the side of the road, she called to us from inside her car. I'm trying to call animal control. My cousin and husband got out of the car and coaxed the dog over. The dog approached tentatively and peered inside the back seat at me. He met my gaze with sweet blue eyes, which seemed to beg for comfort. Within minutes, we were all piled in and I found myself accepting sloppy kisses from the 60 pound pooch who had made himself comfortable on my lap as we drove toward the local adoption shelter. Suddenly, I heard the thought this is my dog. Divinity Speaks. It was like someone dropped the thought inside my head. The words were phrased as if they came from me. And even though I heard them internally, they felt foreign, not from my mind. I recognized the feeling as I have received these messages before from deceased loved ones, masters, and my spiritual support team. Perhaps clear audience, perhaps a channeled message, It felt different from regular thoughts, which feel like a part of me. This particular thought appeared just above me in the upper left area by my head. It seemed not a part of me, but there it was. Something about this dog tugged at my heart and now I was hearing he was my dog. I had never had this kind of connection with a dog before. The affection I felt for him was instant and surprising. But while the story of Ranger joining our family starts sweetly, this message of divinity speaking is about turbulent times. This is the story of how I up-leveled my intuition about surrender and alignment. I obsessed about the dog for the next two weeks. I pushed my husband to discuss adoption and made follow-up calls to the shelter. I wanted to bring him home But it didn't feel right in my body. I focused only on the eerie, mystical message that this was my dog, and I let fear for his well-being drive the thought process. The bad timing was clear from the get-go. I ignored all those signals, and things only got worse. My father-in-law going to the ICU two days before our six-hour round trip back to the shelter piled on extra layers of stress and exhaustion that we did not give ourselves time to recover from. We neglected to slow down, discuss and prepare for the changes that were to come, and brought home the dog anyway. The adorableness of our new family member was largely offset by the fact that we knew nothing about him and felt cautious about extending trust too quickly. I was naive about the amount of time, training, and attention I had believed it would take to integrate him into our family, and was rudely awakened to this fact, only by my husband's paranoia that the dog would eat, dig, or chew his way to his own demise. Day one was a fun road trip with our furry new friend, but by day three of having Ranger home, things looked to be falling irreparably apart. What we had thought was an affectionate and gentle, well-behaved pooch was turning out to be a hyperdog with separation anxiety. He didn't know his own strength. The whole arrangement hinged on whether or not he'd be aggressive to our kitties, and Ranger looked hungry. The new schedule of splitting attention between species was overwhelming and relentless. Our mild-mannered, elderly cats expressed their rage at the canine invader by hissing at him through the windows and intentionally peeing on both my husband and I. Stressed at being left briefly alone, Ranger destroyed his crate, which he had slept in peacefully prior. Frustration peaked as my husband begrudgingly agreed to sleep with him on the cold garage floor that night. As I laid in bed, an anxiety attack set in. Sobbing with regret and guilt, I saw my mistake. Divinity had spoken to me, literally, and I had trusted it, yet I had neglected to integrate the message fully before acting. Like a hot tip from the ethers, I had assumed that I must walk this path or miss my chance, ignoring that nothing about it felt right. There on that third night, with a confused, anxious dog and defeated husband in the garage, two terrified, angry cats next to me, and tears streaming down my cheeks, I realized there was no easy way to fix the situation. The only way out of the mess would be through it. In the fire. Though an emotional breakdown over a new pet that came in at a bad time was definitely not the worst I had endured, the stress hormones affected my body the same, and I had to remind myself I'd survived harder things. I forced myself to put those lessons to use. My cheeks still wet with tears, I surrendered the situation to God and prayed, not for what I wanted, but for the highest outcome for all involved. I realized there may have been options I hadn't explored for the pooch. Perhaps I could have looked further into foster care, or just waited until we were ready, and bringing Home Ranger felt like a full-body yes, instead of a full-bodied, what the bleep did we do? Keeping him would be a hard transition for everyone involved. Finding him a new home, would be a whole other chore with its own heartbreak. I recognized that I was in the emotional place I call in the fire, in the thick of it, a situation full of stress and overwhelm without a visible resolution that felt good. When gold is put in the fire, it is the extreme heat that removes the impurities from the precious metal and purifies it. I remembered that this crisis would yield gold in my life at some point in the future. I cried out my sorrow for imposing on my family so. Surrendering further, I offered up a prayer of gratitude for the shitty situation I had put us all in, gratitude for the person I would become and the growth I would gain through the experience and for the unknown fruits I trusted would spring from this fertilizer. I desperately busted out a couple minutes of breath of fire from my kundalini yoga repertoire to release some of the heavy energy and eventually fell asleep up level. This was my advanced lesson on intuition. I had heard spiritual mentors speak of following intuitive hits blindly to a fault, of learning to receive messages from spirit and not acting upon them until they are integrated into the body, yet I had never experienced it in this way before myself. Usually my lesson was about having a knowing within me and not following it. Those moments of regret for taking someone else's advice instead of listening to my own inner guidance was how I built trust in my intuition and myself. But this was the opposite. After doing this work for over a decade, I know that aligned guidance from source comes with ease, flow, and inspired action. When we are on the right path, our bodies feel physically relaxed, lit up, or expansive. That full body, yes. Things line up for us, and the right timing, people, and events fall into place. Worry, doubt, and efforting are signals to reevaluate, change direction, or wait before proceeding. I knew all that, and yet I still ignored the signs, landing my family smack dab in the middle of chaos, exhaustion, and heartache. Though well intentioned, I trusted the message more than I trusted myself waiting for rainbows. I am a firm believer and living example that the biggest challenges in our lives can be the catalyst for beautiful change if we embrace the opportunity presented to us. I have been through many dark times in the past. From struggling through depression, to the death of my first husband, and other intense crises that felt like they would never end, I have been surprised by my own strength and willpower. In fact, The greatest versions of myself have come from the growth caused by surviving the worst. Each time when I surrendered to a greater plan, I made space for God to show up. This divine intervention did not change what was, but rather changed my perspective of the event. Like the rainbow after the storm, good things eventually followed. Often, it takes a while to see what those good things are. We have to trust that they are coming, This process of trust both allows them to show up and gives us hope for a better future while we are still in survival mode. If you were to ask me today what good things came out of Ranger's rough introduction to our family, I'm not sure I'd have the right answer yet. The story isn't done. Less than two weeks after he came home, we said goodbye to our 16-year-old Smokey Cat who was too frail to weather the changes. It was a heartbreaking blow. And while I know there is a silver lining to all the heartache, in addition to the love and bond of a new pet, I can't see it yet, and that's okay. I know to trust that the rainbow is coming, and that's enough for now. Hindsight brings a clarity that only comes with time and healing. Understanding that is another type of surrender to the bigger picture. In the meantime, we are enjoying our time with Ranger, our sweet kitty Pele, and the journey of integrating a dog into our family, roller coaster that it is. Give up the leash. In my crash course on dog behavior, I quickly learned that dogs need a leader. They will sometimes jump up on people or pull while walking on a leash, or even show aggression, all because they think there is no leader. Who the leader is, is unclear to them, so they feel forced into being the leader themselves, being in the decision maker role. They manage their situation with unwanted behavior which then causes stress for themselves, not to mention their owners and surrounding animals or people. A relaxed, happy dog, however, is a follower. He is a dog that doesn't have to make all the decisions. He knows the pack leader does that. He trusts his leader to guide him. He learns signals and cues and integrates them into his world accordingly. He learns to walk in step, to wait when necessary, and knows to check in with his guide along the way. It is the same with us and spirit. Through the hardest times, our stress is multiplied when we believe that we are in the driver's seat, trying to control a situation bigger than ourselves. Though we may not growl at the mailman, we act out our fear, anger and insecurity in other ways when we feel out of control. We feel bad and those around us are affected. Conversely, When we trust the universe to lead us, we can relax in the knowledge that things are being taken care of, that we are being set up for success. Like handing the leash to God, we get to relax knowing the big stuff is handled, and even the most stressful situations will come together for our good in the end if we are open to a bigger outcome. The universe's cues and signals speak to every individual uniquely, but each of us comes with a guidance system pre-installed in the form of our bodies and emotions. We can use this guidance system to discern what direction the leader, spirit, is prompting us to go in. We might receive messages, signs, and synchronicities. We may use tools like oracle cards, pendulums, or angel numbers. But always, ultimate confirmation of any external sign rests within us. When we are aligned with our soul's highest direction for us, Our emotions feel good. Our bodies are lighter. It feels like a breath of fresh air or an exhale. Even a little bit of relief is a big step in the right direction our soul is calling us in. The Ripple Effect Okay, so what? Why does any of this matter? With the exception of a beloved senior cat, no one died or was rushed to the emergency room. No one went to jail or was struck down by a world-rocking natural or political disaster. And there are plenty of those things happening lately. Why it matters is exactly that. Our world is shifting, changing. The frequency of crisis in our personal and communal lives seems to be increasing. Perhaps it is just social media that makes it seem so. Our awareness of current events happening is more immediate and far-reaching. I prefer to believe that times they are a changin'. As the energy on the planet rises, that which cannot stand the light is revealed to be healed. This creates upheavals in our relationships, communities, and governments. So how can we sustain a life of sanity, or even joy, in this new normal? If the chaos of an eager, well-intended mistake such as mine can wreak so much havoc, how can we make it through the really hard stuff? with practice. These snafus in life, the ones that maybe aren't really that bad, but feel like we're dying while we're in them, are the perfect opportunity. As we practice our alignment, we will be faced with opportunities for healing, growth, and expansion. We get better at alignment by embracing our mistakes, leaning our awareness gently into the chaos, loving the hardest moments and getting comfortable being in the fire by observing the harder emotions that come up with self-awareness and non-judgment, then releasing and moving that lower energy through us. We get better at alignment with acceptance of ourselves imperfectly perfect. Acceptance of what is and a kind of, this is what I'm doing now mentality. This focused acceptance is a key step toward the growth and healing we seek. Our healing is a doorway through which we become new new versions of ourselves, new parents for our children, new leaders for our communities, showing the way to generational change. We lead by example, healing our shit and dropping our baggage and mistaken beliefs one by one, or sometimes bucket loads at a time. We practice on the small but intensely difficult moments, like rescuing a dog, so we can survive the major earth-shattering ones. And when the dust settles, We look around, pat ourselves on the back, and extend a hand to help a friend who is going through their own earth-shattering moment. You've survived, and because you did, you know she can too. This is the ripple effect. Journey Home My story of divinity speaks, and what I thought my message would be, has been on quite the journey. Much like a rowdy dog with sweet blue eyes, who went on his own journey, and now has a home with us. And much like my own life through this process, which I am honored to share here. We may never know Ranger's origin story, but we get to write the rest together. Life is full of twists and turns, surprises and turbulence. We do our best to align ourselves when spirit speaks, lean into the fire when things get tough, and surrender to a bigger plan, for one dog and for the whole pack. Divinity speaking, giving God the leash will lead us home.
0: Thank you for listening. All proceeds go to elemugirls.com, a nonprofit helping women in Kenya escape poverty, sex tourism, and genital mutilation by teaching them to sew, and giving them a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if our stories help you on your journey. Follow us on Instagram at Lineage Speaks the Podcast. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.